Welcome back, everyone. We are still at the Your Voice, Your Choice self-advocacy conference, and we are doing another interview with Alex for the Labelling the Disabling podcast series sponsored by the Disability Trust. G'day, and Alex. I've got Ed with me. Yeah. And Alex, who's 13 and is going to share his story of disability with us today. How are you, Alex? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good. What can you tell us about yourself? Okay, so... I was born up in Randwick. Um, when I was born, I was 606 grams and I was born at 28 weeks, so very small. And I was hospitalised for the first 100 days of my life. So, so what impacts did that have for you, Alex, in terms of your development and uh, um, as you were growing? Well, I ended up having a tube that went through my nose to yeah. help me breathe. Um as I was a little kid and as little kids do, yeah. I kept on pulling it out and, <laughs> yeah. and I had to keep on putting it back in. And yeah. yeah um, I, ha- I saw a lot of medical professionals and doctors. Hmm. Um, I have been diagnosed with some conditions and disability and hmm. stuff. So I've got cerebral palsy and I've got autism and stuff. So hmm. I think that's what I got from my birth. Yeah, so that was related to being born prematurely, was yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. And what yeah. do you think has disabled you in terms of your access and inclusion in the community or at school or what does a 13-year-old think disables them? Yeah. What are we um, doing well, wrong? What I feel that I feel like it's like I have a bit of sensitivity to like noise and behaviours and stuff like that, so... That can definitely interrupt my learning and stuff at schools. So, mm. Yeah, that gives us a little bit of a setback. Yeah. And has there been any support for you at school in relation to that? Uh, yeah, I've gone to see the school counsellor and we've got SLSOs and stuff like that. So. And do they, do they adapt the environment for you, Alex? No, like, I just, a- well, I ended up, I just end up going somewhere else to cool yeah. off and then. Yeah. Well, and then we decide what happens from there. Yeah. And how does mm. that work for you? Um, sorry, what do you mean? Like, does going off oh. and cooling off work for you? Yeah, you yeah. Like, are there other it, things you, that you would um, like to implement? I usually, you know, like, you know, as I said in my speech, I love talking. But um, mm. I do find that that helps, you know, being able to, I guess, talk it out and yeah. get it all my you know, express my feelings and yeah. stuff. So. Oh, I saw that. That was a really interesting slide you had up there, um, which had all of the therapists. Yeah. So I was like going, wow, when you think of, um, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the names of them all, but there was like literally 10 or 12 yeah, uh, titles and it's incredible yeah. um, to see that, you know, and I think you said my village. What did you mean? Oh, um, was that- well, we wanted to try and link my talk back to a theme. Yeah. So we thought about the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. And then we thought all these people have come together to make up my village. And yeah. we thought that that would be a good topic to mm. have. What so, a great idea. Yeah. What a great idea. It is idea. a fabulous way to mm. see it. Usually we think of a village as our friends or our family, but you're expanding that village out to include everyone who touches your life in some way. Yeah, yeah. And can you tell us about the importance of like the drama group? I was really interested in that. Well, um, 
that was just one of the examples of many. Mm. So I find that social groups can yeah. help a lot. It gives you just a space where you're not judged or no one's, you know, looking directly at you and saying, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you can just, you, you're free to do whatever. Mm. But then you've got friends with you as well that yeah. you can, you know, they support you and you've, so that's just, you know, a little bit of a support network if someone's mm. starting out or it's just people who, like, you've got the support workers and you've got the, and you've got the kids as well. Yeah. So you, both of you, you can, um, do you think all, it's, yeah. could it be, is it because it's like activity based yeah. as well? So you're not focused yeah. on, you know, like you're all. Yeah. working towards a, a, an be, outcome like yeah. a play or like last yeah. year we ended up doing a big production with yeah. the older drama group yeah. so that was our end goal i guess and yeah. we had put many lessons towards that yeah working on it and trying to perfect it and mm. you know making sure we've got everything we need and mm. so have, I feel like having an end goal that you set at the beginning, mm. it just like gives you something to work on because this isn't like free time or anything. It's just no. you're meant to be doing something because yeah. it's an activity. Yeah, but there's so many additional benefits it feels yeah. like with some yeah. of those social groups like, and activities. Yeah, you get all this, um, you know, all these feelings and mm. stuff that come in and you make lifelong, you can make lifelong relationships with Mm. other people as well so it has it certainly has a humongous impact on it yeah so what are your interests outside of going to school when i opened the conference yesterday i talked about being about your age when i found out i had disability and the fact that i had goals and dreams and ambitions what are your goals and dreams and ambitions well ever since i was eight i've had a passion in photography mm. so that's been going on for a while now. I'm even starting to implement it at school. So my, I would like to do something around photography when I'm older. I'm also part of a scouts group, so I have that as well, which I started when I was eight. And yeah. yeah, so. What sort of photography yes. are you interested in? Um, just everything, but lately it has ended up being more you know photojournalism as with the school and I've gotten a lot out of that so oh. yeah so you're writing stories to go along I'm, with the pictures no or? I'm just taking the pictures just taking okay. the pictures yeah. yeah and when I was uh your age we used to take photos and have them developed at a at a mm. shop back then yeah and technology has come a long way as yeah. we know we all have a camera with us at all times mm. how do you think technology is helping you to influence your work in photography well um, what sort of technology do you use oh. to take photos? <laughs> I use a mirrorless camera. So I've tried a bunch of different cameras. I started out with a, you know, tiny little point and shoot. And then I think it was two years ago, my dad lent me lent me his um, humongous DSLR camera. It's like the one wow. that you think of. Yep. And um, I was playing around with it and I actually got some pretty good shots with it. But dad came up to me and said... It's a bit too big for you. So um, we, we ended up getting something for me, which was actually, I feel like it's a bit in between because it's light and compact, but it still takes great shots. So that's the 
that's how we've come and we've got it's called mirrorless so you've got it's not these big bulky cameras which they use and it's not one of those really small crappy you know not that big quality ones Mm. so it's it's good yeah do you think having uh you know like i've done a bit of photography myself sometimes you can because you've got a camera you can actually do what you like because yeah. people people go oh that yeah. person's the photographer so you can it actually gives you a bit of freedom to to move around yeah. the space yeah. and and take good photos yeah one thing i like is how you know say you've got an activity going on mm. you can get all the different angles as you mm. saw in the video yeah. that i presented earlier and mm. um you've got all these different angles which you can get so it's not just the one straight shot you can get all these different shots and then later on now that we have editing you can go in and select the shot you like and do whatever you want with it awesome yeah fantastic i was gonna ask you you sound like a bit of an ndis expert from your presentation okay and and maybe that's something to do with your mother as well yes it is i'll tell you that it is i I think she's rather She does have a degree of expertise. <laughs> um, so, but what's that like being, you know, like you seem to have a lot of knowledge around um, the NDIS and the, the workings of really, it. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, well, before, like, I think I had my, per- I think I attended my first planning meeting right. two years ago. Hmm. Um, and I felt like ever since then, I've like, it's just, you know, it's been going slowly. Yeah. Like, I'm starting to know about how there's all these different categories and what we've done with our plan and mm. stuff. So I ended up attending a, so I attended my planning meeting last month and um, I at the first planning meeting, I wasn't very engaged. I was just sitting there listening to my mum and the um, person, the employee would be NDIS, do their work. Yeah. But I actually got, quite engaged at the last meeting that I had so we were talking about like what I do and my levels of you know my what I'm doing right now and Hmm. my abilities and stuff like that so so I mean it's about you right so yeah and so how did from your so that's that's considerable experience then I guess as much as anybody's an expert on the NDIS Mm -hmm. do you what do you think could be done to improve that experience for you as the participant in that well what we found is that i didn't actually get enough money in my core supports to fully fund drama yeah right. and um we've heard about how we you like they were going to we wanted money for camps but apparently i wasn't apparently i wasn't as bad behaved enough as i should have been to get money for camps so um, I think they just need to create a little bit more equality across across everyone because yeah. not everyone's badly behaved and wants to go on camp. So, like, we need the money for the things that we want. So they might need to listen a bit more to the participant and their family mm. and mm. what their needs are and, and you what they want out of their funding. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It always seems to be this tension, doesn't there, about what is reasonable and necessary yeah. and who's, yeah. you know, defining that. And it seems a little bit arbitrary, you know. Um, so, what so, do you, uh, Yeah, mm. I definitely would agree with that. Mm. All right. I just wanted to um, 
if if we're going to wrap up just before we wrap up i don't know if you you're probably a bit young but there's a show um on tv um with julia zamiro in it and she interviews famous people and one of her last questions at the end of every show is what would you tell your 12 year old self um alex is 13 and for someone who's 13 you seem to have the wisdom um of someone much older Mm. um but you're 13 now what do you tell yourself now about how you want to navigate life or the NDIS or your passion um, for photography? Well, what I've found, hmm, I, I feel like I've never been asked that question before. <laughs> I've been asked what, what do you want to do with your life and what do you want to do when you're older? But I haven't been asked, like, how do you tell yourself this or anything like that? Um, we talked a lot today at the conference about inspiration um, yeah. and how inspirational yeah. people are. Mm. Um, I guess another word for that in our regular society would be resilience. And to meet somebody who's 13, who's been to two NDIS planning meetings, who um, has a passion for something, photography, um, who knows their life story from when they were born um, at 28 weeks and w- was in hospital for 100 days, how do you get up every day and say, I'm going to make something of today when, you know, re- our resilience could be lower and you could say, yeah. well. Well, um. What motivates you, I well, guess? What, what do I motivate? <laughs> That's uh, a tricky question. Yeah. I think. Well, uh, well I feel yeah. my, what are my goals? I just want to do well in school. So then later yeah. on in life, mm. I can, you know, get a good job and make some good money. And yeah, yeah I just want to do well. I saw so, I saw that great award you got last year. Yeah. That looked pretty amazing. Yes, uh, so. that was. Uh, what was the award for, Alex? Oh, um, that was for community spirit. Community I've been spirit, on the yeah. my third year on the SRC, so mm. I ended up running a um, uh, it's actually like a bit of a. I feel like this is quite embarrassing, but I was running a disco for kids at school. That it was just. Now that I look back on it, I just cringe. Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess we all look back and cringe at our 12 year old selves, don't we? We've all got those moments, I think, you know. But But I um, think that sounds like heaps of fun, actually. It was quite popular, though. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, so I, like, I. You weren't cringing at the time, were you? You were um, having fun? Um, Funky Fridays. Funky Fridays. I, um, I I mean, actually, I looked, um, I was at Ush the other week. And on the program, they actually had Funky Friday. And then uh, in my head, I just got a little bit angry at them. Really? <laughs> they stole my they idea. They stole your idea. <laughs> Plagiarism. Now, you, you, you know that yeah. imitation Except they put is, in like so much yeah. more. They put in like tie-dyeing and milkshakes and stuff. Okay. Back then, I had like 25 go. minutes and they have like an entire day. So. Oh, yeah. there you go. So, yeah. so you know. But, but it was yeah. your... Yeah. Brainchild. Exactly. That's your but funky like, Friday. Yeah, that was us. That was me sitting in a meeting with the rest of the ministry going, what could we call this? And we'll just go, yeah, that's it. Funky so, Fridays. um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was quite popular and, um, I've gotten a bit of recognition for, I guess, you know, my, you know, a bit of recognition for who I am and my attitude and stuff, which, I don't need, but, you yeah. know, 
But yeah. is, it, is there a lesson it's, in that things don't have to be perfect and that yeah. you can cringe at them later, but at least you did <laughs> yeah. something? Because you do, yeah, you do something and then you think, yeah, this is great. But yeah. then it's fine to cringe back on yeah. it like 20 years or whatever. I think so. And you just go, yeah. That was yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. hope in twenty years you're I was, not I was, uh, yeah. I hope you're filled with pride, well, Alex. Yeah, that was me. That was me. I was crazy back then. That's, that's well, how we all look. Well, we're pretty blown away by you. I think. We are Is that yeah. fair to say, Carol. Absolutely yeah. blown away. Yeah. And as I said, I hope in twenty years you look back, um, not with cringe value, but with. <laughs> Um, yeah. an enormous amount of pride yeah. uh, in your achievement. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you, Thank Alex. you for sharing your story. Cheers. You're welcome.